God is with you. Let us pray. Holy God, whose wild spirit's breath defies our frozen idols, take the nighttime of our fear and make it a welcoming womb for us and for all the world. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was a kid, we gathered for hours around a big cube called a television. The television was plagued with a disease called commercials. Every couple of minutes, your regularly scheduled programming was interrupted by a series of three advertisements lasting roughly 30 seconds each. Makes that five-second skip ad button look pretty nice, huh? In addition to the regular ads, there were several series of commercials for collections. You'd call a number listed on the screen, and somebody far away would periodically send you things by mail. You could collect rare coins. You could collect chia pets. Ceramic animals you'd cover with chia seed and watch as they sprouted. Incidentally, those shipped from Carpinteria. You could also collect knowledge. Encyclopedias. Cookbooks. For kids, one of the things they peddled was the Illustrated Wildlife Treasury. The Illustrated Wildlife Treasury was a box of trading cards depicting animals. They also had safari hats for kids. For $2.79 a set, the Illustrated Wildlife Treasury would mail you three sets of 24 cards per month. I would have forgotten all about this except for one thing in their commercial. The platypus. The commercial was the first place in the world I saw the duck-billed platypus, a mystery creature that defied explanation. As you likely know, the platypus is a semi-aquatic, egg-laying mammal endemic to eastern Australia and Tasmania. It is the only living representative of both its family and its genus. It is also one of five extant species of monotremes, mammals that lay eggs instead of giving birth to live young. Platypus also senses its prey through electrolocation. It has 40,000 electric sensors in its bill that it uses to sense the electric currents that telegraph prey movement. A platypus is also one of the few species of venomous mammals. The male platypus has a spur on the hind foot that delivers a venom capable of causing severe pain to humans. The platypus is a mammal that lays eggs, 
It's duck-billed, beaver-tailed, and otter-footed. The first human scientists to examine a platypus body in 1799 judged it a fake made of several animals sewn together. The platypus defies categories and challenges conventional wisdom. Today, Jesus presents the platypus. Jesus goes to the big capital city. We could call it Washington. It's Jerusalem. There, in secret one night, a powerful person comes to him. Let's say it's a senator. The senator says, We know you are a gifted teacher. We know that you understand justice. We know that God is with you. To which Jesus responds, Consider the platypus. Jesus essentially tells this guy, You think you understand things. You think you are powerful and authoritative. But in the words of Ben Folds, why you got to act like you know when you don't know? Consider the platypus. Everything Jesus says to Nicodemus is cryptic. On first read, Jesus' statements seem non sequitur. But Jesus actually grabs Nicodemus' own work, words and plays with them. Nicodemus says to Jesus, no one can. Jesus takes that phrase, no one can, and repeats it six times. A clear and playful way to challenge what one can and cannot do, what is possible. Jesus throws Nicodemus the platypus. Nicodemus has no idea what to make of this. How can anyone be born after growing old? How can you have a mammal that lays eggs? It's noteworthy that Jesus' phrase about birth is a double entendre. Most scholars think that Jesus means born from above with the Greek anothen. Nicodemus can't makes sense out of what Jesus says, so he assumes Jesus means born anew or born again. To understand Jesus' statements to Nicodemus, we must move beyond dualistic thinking. In dualistic thinking, things are either or, on or off, yes or no, light or dark, alive or dead. And while we're at it, let's add heaven or earth. Dualistic thinking is really helpful if you're programming zeros and ones. It's really helpful if you are doing your taxes. But dualistic thinking won't help you with poetry. It won't help you with Zen Cohen's. It won't help you feel love or give love. The work of Jesus The work of the God-love life is both and, non-dualism. Heaven is a mustard seed. Heaven is being born of wind. It seems nonsensical, but it is true. It's as true as the platypus. 
on January 18th in Santee, California, near San Diego, two groups of protesters gathered outside the Cameron family YMCA. The protests made international news and caused the early shutdown of that YMCA facility. A 17-year-old girl who had been swimming at the Y on January 11th claims that she saw a person with male genitalia using the women's locker room. The transgender woman in question claims that she completed her transition in 2016. The 17-year-old formed a group and spoke before the Santee City Council requesting that they, quote, terminate the lease with the Cameron YMCA to keep society grounded in reality, truth, and logic. Thus, two groups protested outside the YMCA, one in support of the transgender woman and her rights, and another who said, either or. That person cannot be in the women's locker room. Complicated. It's a platypus. At some point, dualistic thinking fails. Back when those commercials were on TV for the animal trading cards, there was something else you'd see everywhere. At baseball games, football games, crowds of any sort, there was guaranteed to be someone holding a banner that said John 316. It was likely the most famous verse in the Bible for that time. For John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. There's some language we take for granted in there. Eternal life, not fluffy clouds or Dante's paradiso. Perish, not the fire of hell or Dante's inferno. Believe, not a taxonomic acceptance of the physical oddity of the platypus, but a relational engagement of continual habitual trust. This God-love life is not built on dualistic either-or, belief or unbelief. It is built on life, in all life's complexity, subtlety, and variation. It is built on love, which is incomprehensible and amorphous from the dualistic framework. God so loved the world. The premise of our being, the foundation of meaning, is love eternal, acting incarnationally and creatively. Love eternal is both here and not here, both visible, both invisible, and clear as day. To understand, to live it, and breathe it, and feel it, we must love the enemy, care for the afflicted, listen to the transgender person, be born of wind. We must take the plunge. The plunge of the platypus.
Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.